Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 385, May 19th, 2020. Back in 2009, because the parents of the kids were smart enough to get Aquaside out there and get that beach ready for weed free swimming, on this day in 2009, it was 97 <laughs> degrees. And back in 1961, it was 33 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushere. This just in. The Minnesota COVID modeling team predicts the earth will warm by 11 degrees by the end of the year. The team said increased fevers associated with COVID-19 is a major contributor to the upswing. <laughs> See, that's a, get the rim shot. I was you. ready. I know you were. I wanna, I wanna, I wanted you to be. Uh, hail the holder accountabilitor of Garage Logic. You don't have to repeat that. Hail you, Chris and Hibbing writes. If there was ever a day where I felt like I was in the heart of Garage Logic, today was the day. Today was that day. Yesterday. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, now now we're ready. It's 70 degrees on the Iron Range. Local lakes are ice-free. There were six adults and children fishing off the docks, and several more were in boats with lines in the water. There was a family of ducks waddling around the shore, and people were out and about caring for their lawns and vehicles. What a day, Mr. Mayor. Chris Brody in Hibbing, Minnesota. Nice. How are you, everybody? Hey. Everybody all right? Here we are. Happy Tuesday. everybody all right? Happy Tuesday. I'm back. Did you miss me? I did. I didn't know you were gone. Yeah, I I did. did. (laughs) (laughs) Neither neither did I, actually. I'm I'm over here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, well, why doesn't he respond to me? (laughs) I did, because I can see the connection on my little laptop that's next to me. When you went away, I went, oh, God, not again. You know, Joe, the the show's a lot better when I'm not on it. (laughs) Well, did that happen yesterday? Because I listened to the show this morning. I thought, where the heck's Kenny? Yeah, I'm in and out. <laughs> he has. He pulled a height and had a lot of trouble uh, <laughs> trying to get his uh, trying to get his act together. Uh, I decided uh, to sit in for this part today. You don't mind, do you? No, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased to hear you. I'm pleased <laughs> to hear you. Uh, Dan in Arizona writes, as a 62 year old white male, I would appreciate your reading my experiences. I've never worn a mask. However, I keep my distance. Number two, I actually think I had this. In mid-March, I had an upper respiratory something, bad cough, fever for a day. Guess what? I got over it. Number three, I have not limited my outside visitations of businesses I support. Number four, I cannot paddleboard on a local lake, but I can rent a motorized boat and cruise around. Well, if you're not familiar, paddleboarding is a one-person activity in the middle of a lake, so this is ludicrous. Hmm. These are the decisions a central government can make for you. Number five, here in Arizona, the governor unleashed the casinos. 
Uh, the uh, people were in lines to get in. Number six, since we now have too many test kits, my local grocery store set up a, set up a stand in front of the pharmacy to test for COVID. For nineteen ninety five, they'd tell you if you have it or the antibodies. Neither of the cute nurses was wearing a mask or gloves. This is nuts. What bothers me more than anything is that too many people are okay with this. By the way, please encourage your Arizona snowbirds from Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin to go home. They're driving us nuts with the hoarding. COVID-19 is now an excuse to get out of doing anything. I told the CP that because of COVID, I can no longer do the dishes, take out the trash, or vacuum. (laughs) She's not buying it. Uh, On a positive note, I do ride my e-bike. The COVIDs can't catch me. They try... They try. By the way, they look like spiky, little spiky M&Ms. Say, speaking of e-bikes, if he's out in Arizona, he probably didn't get his from EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. But I got great news. What's that? Eco, EcoFund is back to normal business hours today. Really? They're open, wide open. They're open Tuesday nice. through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. They're fully open for business. They're practicing the distancing. There are Bintelli e-bikes in stock, 100 bikes and 200 scooters in stock, free delivery throughout the Twin Cities metro area. This is EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Bicycle sales across the country are up 50% over this time last year it's a great time to get into the biking world because we have a lot of summer ahead of us with these uh, stay distanced rules probably still in place they'll take care of you at ecofun motorsports they're back open for business 10 a.m to 6 p.m tuesday through saturday highway 61 in forest lake right downtown ecofun motorsports can you take an electric pedal assist eco fun motorsports bike on the parkway or has that been outlawed by the city of minneapolis i'm sure you can all right good i'm sure you can just not an evil automobile no you know it's become fascinating when you all may weigh in uh the the question whether to open up this country wide open or not really has become uh it, it falls along political lines oh yeah and it's just it's just fascinating. Uh, and the Pirate had a great piece today in the Wall Street Journal. The Pirate. Dan Crenshaw, yep. the one-eyed uh, congressman from Texas who got injured uh, in, uh, in war. He has a wonderful piece, the headline of which is, Why Does Reopening Polarize Us? The debate over reopening the economy has a peculiar characteristic. It breaks down almost entirely along political lines. Liberals emphasize the dangers of an open society, shaming those who want to go back to work. Conservatives argue the opposite. Red states are steadily reopening, while most blue states lag. House Democrats believe it isn't safe for lawmakers to go back to work, while the Republican-controlled Senate is back in session. It isn't obvious that such a debate should be partisan, yet it is. Why? One popular explanation is that all roads lead to President Trump. Whatever he says, the left will say the opposite. Geographic distribution has always been proposed as a factor. Liberals tend to pack into crowded cities, thus the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, where the virus spreads more easily, while conservatives populate the more rural regions. This explanation is neat, but fails to explain the divide within cities where Republicans support reopening more than their Democratic neighbors. So he goes, he breaks this down according to psychiatry. Hmm. Uh, uh, he, he writes, uh, 
Another factor is that economic fallout has harmed working-class high school-educated Americans far worse than the liberal-leaning college-educated. It is easy to prioritize public health when you work comfortably from home. Finally, the far left is treating the lockdowns and the consequent economic devastation as an opportunity to restructure America into a socialist utopia, so they're in no rush. These factors contribute to the partisan divide, but I believe a complete account would take us deeper into the realm of psychology and morality. Liberal and conservative brain function has been shown to differ considerably during exercises in risk-taking. The differences led researchers to conclude that socially conservative views are driven, at least in part, by people's need to feel safe and secure, while liberals present themselves as more open to experience and change, conservatives seem more likely to protect that which we know. This divide appears uh, to apply to multiculturalism, traditional institutions, and financial risk. Today, conservatives are the ones ready to confront risk head-on. That's consistent with my experience in the military, where the overwhelming majority of special operators identify as conservatives. I hope the listeners aren't hearing the echo I'm hearing, Chris. Very t- very slightly, Joe. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Today, conser- yeah, I read that. Liberals are also more comfortable with a government that regulates more behavior and provides more services. They often say you can't be free if you don't have service X, Y, and Z. Such statements sound nonsensical to conservative ears. The conservative emphasis on personal responsibility leaves less room for the government micromanagement we're witnessing now. Conservatives understand basic morality differently. Research shows that among the five moral foundations, care, fairness, authority and tradition, in-group loyalty, and purity, liberals prioritize care and fairness, while conservatives engage all five about equally. The liberal weighing means that far more emphasis is placed on single consideration, for example, if it even saves one life, to the exclusion of others, such as the cost to society. Liberals equate those costs with simple monetary hardship, easily replaced by a government check. Conservatives realize economic devastation may affect lives for years, altering their entire trajectories. The liberal approach betrays a lack of imagination. Just because you don't like Trump doesn't mean he must be wrong. Just because you can work remotely doesn't mean others can too. Just because you don't want to confront risks doesn't mean others should be prevented from doing so. Just because you have a single-dimension view of caring doesn't mean we can afford to ignore the consequences of economic destination. Devastation. It is time to reopen America in a smart and deliberate fashion and stop calling people murderers because they want to get back to work. The American people are responsible enough to live free and confront risk. Let them do so. I, I just think that's just absolutely captures a lot of what we've been talking about. I think the hyperbole on both sides, I think he's correct. I yeah. mean, it's there's no in between. Like he said at the end there, do it reasonably, get things rolling again, do it smartly. But the hyperbole on both sides is, you know, well, you're taking away my freedoms or uh, we have to all stay indoors. I retweeted something from Matt Walsh this morning, and I know a lot of people have their own opinions on Matt Walsh, but I, I found the tweet spot on. And he said, political discourse in America is now just two sets of people with glaring double standards accusing each other of having glaring double standards. And that couldn't be more accurate. That's very good, yeah. But... We've witnessed this. The, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more uh, 
you see the political class in the salon uh, interpreting their role and their discipline as a, as a member of the political class as monitoring your behavior. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Plastic bags, cigarettes, whatever. It goes on and on and on. It stands to reason that if the political class is already in, closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, if the political class is already comfortably at peace with telling you how to behave, it becomes perfectly understandable why we have the rules we have, the the stay-at-home orders. becomes perfectly understandable. And Walls is a a liberal. He's not a conservative. And and again, uh, I've been defending Walls to a certain extent by pointing out that Walls is not a bad man by any stretch of the imagination. But he is a functionary of the liberal mindset. Thus, this these extraordinary uh, stay-at-home orders that we've been following and which are now loosening. It's not because he's a. I don't. I still don't think Walls is intent on controlling my life, but he's he's very comfortable with his political platform, which is to. Regard my safety as among his charges. That yeah. makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. But that's where part of the hyperbole comes in. The other side thinks he's trying to turn us into a socialist country, and then the liberal side says, well, these people, their freedoms, they think, are being infringed by having to wear a mask, so they're all nuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just no in-between. Well, and mm-hmm. I guess the one problem that I had over the last couple of days is the fact that they had to call a special session. Did they officially call a special session yet? Well, no. it's what? anticipated for June. Okay. we got to call into Tom Hauser. Yeah. We might hear from him today. But here's my point. You idiots haven't been laid off. None of you lost a paycheck. You've, and there's been nothing else to do. And this still is going. You still can't meet common ground. Mm-hmm. That should tell you everything you need to know about the political class. Sorry, I got outraged. I That's fine. That. Can, can <laughs> we? We're outraged. Let's go back to masks. Uh, John in Bemidji writes, First, I would like to acknowledge that the mayor has again demonstrated his wisdom in saying we know no more about COVID-19 now than we did 30 or 60 days ago and that what the experts are asking us to believe changes almost daily. Nine deaths Sunday, 12 yesterday. These are really good trends. We're, we're going down. Uh, regarding the wearing of masks, first, I believe we are using the term masks when in reality they are no more than a cloth face covering, not health care grade mask. I spent 40 plus years working in surgery, so I know about wearing masks. Second, we are told to follow science. In my reading, I find that the reported efficacy of cloth face coverings in limiting the spread of the virus is highly debatable. Third, no one has said that wearing a mask covering is superior or equal to distancing and hand hygiene in slowing transmission, yet wearing a face cover is often spoken of as being the optimal thing to do. I cannot help but wonder if there's another way of giving people something to do to make them feel like they are in control for bureaucrats to exert control over human behavior and use peer pressure as a tool. Is wearing a face covering harmful? Probably not, unless it is done improperly, which I see with regularity. 
I understand the yeah. theoretical. Yeah. yeah, I understand the, the theoretical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand the theoretical advantage of wearing them in closed, confined areas with large numbers of people, such as mass transit vehicles. Now that we have started, when will it be okay to stop wearing masks? Will we be asked to wear masks when the next cold and flu season comes around? We have not heard from mental health experts on what effects wearing facial barriers will have on society and interpersonal interaction. Wait till you hear what I got coming up on that. As of now, I will only wear a mask if the business I need to enter requires it. Not because I'm vain or macho, but because no one has yet proven to me that it is much more than political theater. Keep pushing back, John and Bemidji. I just I still throw one off for going to a store. I I, I I I'm prepared to be educated that it's useless. <laughs> I don't when, think it's useless. So if you're standing next to somebody and somebody they sneeze, I got an email about that very thing because I said I also wear 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 a mask when I go out and about. And do you know why the number one reason I do it? Hmm. My wife tells me to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I can relate to that. <laughs> you fellas can probably guess what my pickup smells like inside. Oh, right? I don't even yeah. want to. Uh, yeah. Being a smoker. so yeah. And that's where my masks uh, spend their lifetime. <laughs> so uh, I, I put that mask on, and it's like putting your face right into an ashtray. It's really oh. gross. But, but, but here's the deal. When, when I look into a mirror and I'm not wearing a mask, I go, hey, buddy, face for radio. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I look into a mirror with a mask on, I go, hey, buddy, you look good today. Yeah. And a mystery. <laughs> I, just, I just like how I look when I can't see my face. There's a, a Twitter video, Kenny, along those same lines that's out there in the sky. There meets a fetching young lass with her mask on, and they're at the, you know, the, the store. Kind of walks up, is like, what, what, what's up, lady? And then she pulls it off, and he's like, "Oh no, uh, my bad, sorry." <laughs> I'm like, that's, "That's so wrong." <laughs> yeah, well, the world is wrong, Chris. That's true. Now, in my network of people I know, I know many liberals and many conservatives, and I know just as many conservatives who are throwing on a mask as liberals. Hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't have much thought on masks other than uh, if I'm required to wear one to enter your business, I'll, I'll, I'll honor your request. John, do you feel like making any posts about that uh, when people enter a store? <laughs> not on, not on right now. Media? I'm gonna I'm gonna pay. if you don't want it. You said it yesterday. I listened to the show. Yep. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't go into the stores that want you to wear a mask. Yep. It's, it's just as easy as that. It's just that shop easy. somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. Don't sit and complain and yell at the employees. That's all. No, you're just you're just. Being polite, if you're asked, I told uh, yesterday. I yeah. said I had to go to the eye doctor, and they said you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I said fine. Everybody in there had one on. The doctor had one on. And, and your point about responsibility was well taken yesterday. It's, we have a responsibility to do stuff as part of society. Now it's it not, is interesting you know, taking your freedom away. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I bet in to a to a significant degree, and this too shall pass when this passes. I bet to a significant degree, we will be a masked culture. To a significant degree, I agree. I with mean, that. Yep. I, I've seen uh, I've seen Japanese tourists all over the world all my life, and yeah. they all wear masks, and, and it's just part of their culture, part of their upbringing. Uh, same with Taiwan, where they're a mask culture, and they've had very little problems with with COVID nineteen. But I'll bet you. Come fall, you know, and we're warned about the oncoming flu season and possibly a second wave of COVID. Second I'll wave. bet you. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. We're going to see a lot of masks. Yeah. 
Well, then that's good news, I guess, for the um, the Souchere mask assembly line that's been installed at your home. <laughs> Oh my God! There's so many. I don't. I don't know what she. She must hand them out at stoplights or something. Right. I don't you know what she's have, doing uh, with them. Do you get mask envy? I, I find myself getting mask envy because I see some guys wearing masks that look like they should be in an OR in surgery. It's like, wow, that is a quality mask. Where yeah. did you get one? Yeah. If I could get my hands on some of those, I'd probably wear them. Did I'm just wearing this ratty old do rag thing converted. You know. Did you see my uh, my twins one that my mom made for me, Kenny? I got a lot of compliments on my twin. Why don't I get you guys, uh, Kenny, I can get you a mask. I can get you a mask by 3 (laughs) o'clock. My favorite is the rookie who wears a mask that says, the rookie on it. Right. (laughs) Advertising. That is so awesome. Well, the other thing about a mask is, as my reading tells me, you're just as likely, if you're going to catch this, you could could easily catch it through your eyeballs. Oh, well, I wear glasses. I have eye protection going to wear a welding mask the rest of his life. <laughs> I saw the film of the uh, the inner tube social distancing oh. devices at oh, the bar yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I... I think that's cool. I want to go to a place where I get <laughs> no. to wear an inner tube. Oh, you I think it's one neat. of those before all of this. Yeah, I think you it's mean, really neat. You know, like that at walking to and from the bus at the <laughs> yeah. state fair. Tell you and what. you kind of want to go oom, bapa, oom, bapa, oom when you're walking along. You when know, kind of throwing your belly around. When the crew at 30 Bales reopens their patio, we'll, we'll get you all set up with a nice inner tube. You can hang out on the old patio in Hopkins, Joe. Well, listen to this. In the home of the, uh, what do we call the events in Stillwater? They've been log jammed? Lumberjacked. Uh, They've been lumberjacked. lumberjacked. Well, anyway, we're going to visit Stillwater here for a moment. Uh, A new city of Stillwater proposal would allow restaurants to use parking lots and street parking spaces to create new patio seating for customers in anticipation that a June 1 reopening will likely come with occupancy restrictions. We think bars and restaurants will probably be at 50% capacity, so we're looking at ways, thinking out of the box in Stillwater, for how we can potentially help these bars and restaurants increase sales, Stillwater Council member David Junker said. Well, I'm thinking you guys should go to the inner tubes. The proposed, you're right there on a river, too. Yeah, you could float right down. Got kind of a nautical theme anyway. (laughs) The proposal is going in front of the Stillwater City Council today. The ordinance would allow some local restaurants to open seating areas and parking lots or in some parking spaces <laughs> along the sidewalk. And believe me, they will be occupied. We are the we are oh, the yeah. most sitting outside people in the in the yes, history of the of the we'll sit next to a dumpster in an yes. alley if we can be yes. outside. Uh, the ordinance would also allow for refreshment zones in some city parking lots. These would be designated areas where customers could bring takeout food and beverages and sit down if restaurants are filled to capacity. Get the inner tubes or the noodles. There will be no alcohol or beverages served in the entertainment zones, and we've got to be very cautious of the spacing. We, we can't load up these entertainment zones with 200 people, 500 people. We want to be very conscious of the spacing of these two, well, Junker said. Well, who's going to show up to drink ice water? Yeah, I'm going to take my bag lunch and a bottle of water <laughs> and sit in a parking lot right. in Stillwater. <laughs> I will if you get me an inner tube on wheels. And get me some lift bridge. Uh-huh. I'm not going over there for some ice water. I'm sorry. How that spacing would be enforced is not made clear in the proposal. The proposal does point to other cities who have created similar entertainment or refreshment zones. To accommodate for these zones, the council would have to consider changing open container policies. The proposal also includes information on possibly having 
a universal wristband or cup color system to differentiate who is a customer at a local establishment and who may not be. Hmm. As part of the proposal, several Stillwater restaurants signed a petition supporting the proposed measures. If the ordinance passes today, it will not go into effect until June 1, the tentative date that uh, Walls has set for bars and restaurants to reopen. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if I own a bar, I'm going the inner tube deal. I'm going to get these big tractor inner tubes, <laughs> figure out a way to attach a little table to them, put them on wheels like those walkers that have tennis balls on the handle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just everybody yeah. shuffle around out there, and the people would be falling <laughs> off the deck, but they wouldn't get hurt because they would just bounce around on their inner tubes. Oh, I think it would be great. I think it would be fantastic. <laughs> just fantastic. See, I mentioned earlier on this day, in uh, 2009, it was 97 degrees. Wow. People were swimming. They were swimming. Hopefully, they were swimming in a weed-free beach offered to them by Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. They take care of everything from weeds to algae. When I when I go out on Good Luck, the uh, the, the mayor's uh, pontoon boat, when yeah. I leave the, I I can tell who's used Aquaside. That's where all the kids are. The Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and they're safe for you, the fish, and your family. There is no need, no need, to let weeds overtake your pond. This weeds, uh, unidentified vegetation, algae, whatever you got problem with, Aquaside will fix it. Call 1-800-328-9350. Or go to Aquaside.com and get going. You've got a big, long summer of beautiful beach weather ahead of you. You might as well make it weed-free with Aquaside. GL will return shortly. Canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with COVID-19. At the Canopy Group, we remain open and 100% ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients. In an effort to keep everyone safe, we have eliminated face-to-face meetings. We have also set up many Canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters. We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Oh, I like this. This is Dylan Height? Yes, sir. I like this. Let this Brand go for new, a second. Huh? Is this, what? what's this called? Walleye Ballet? I think it's Biscuit Whiskers. <laughs> Winnipeg Rinks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, I love your brother. Uh, <laughs> fellas, I've been doing That's this. That's great, uh, Dylan been doing these DK may uh, dkmags.com ads for a while and I I detect that you're kind of laughing behind my back when I use the word plinkers. Do you in fact know what a plinker is? Yeah, it's the game on price is right where you drop a little disc down and So you... 22, isn't it? <laughs> John John, do you know? 
No, I don't have no. Joe, idea. you are a, in a fact twenty-two. You are in fact correct, Joe. Yeah. Do you know what a ho- do you know what a hog leg is? Hold yeah. that hog leg. What's yeah. a hog leg? That's a bigger. What's a rifle? Isn't that a rifle? Yeah. A cannon, shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. cannon, shotgun. Cannon. It's it's not a revolver. Oh, it's not a revolver. A, Clint Eastwood had a hog leg <laughs> in uh, I, the I'd Dirty like Harry to, movies. I would like to encourage you three to not go on to dkmags.com <laughs> and not shop for firearms. However, GLers, if you have a notion, and I do, I know you do, log on to dkmags.com. I've been hearing a, a lot of varied shots up uh, out to the country back home, and uh, I'm just hoping it's some of you GLers that have had a notion and you have intentions, and you have been to dkmags.com, either on the website or up uh, up to Old 8, New Brighton, or even Monticello Pond and Gun, because these guys are going to set you up. And if you want a plinker or a hog leg or a scatter gun, they'll set you up. Even if you want uh, a carry firearm, home protection, something for the range, anything, uh, go to dkmags.com. And if you're a law enforcement officer or if you're currently in the military or at one time, and I don't care if you're 90 or if you're 29, if you're a veteran, you get a 5% discount. And God bless America. And thank you and thank dkmags.com for recognizing what's up. dkmags.com, up in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun, a couple of tremendous gun shops for GLers. They're run by GLers for GLers. Check them out, dkmags.com. Joe, I can hear you breathing. Dale Kirsten notes, uh, before we get to Johnny, uh, you want more evidence of the Earth trying to kill us? Spend some time watching Ken Burns' documentary on the Dust Bowl. I did. I watched the Dust Bowl. That's another great example of the Earth is trying to kill you. Tough one. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. I can hear you breathing, Kenny. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I hear an echo. Does anybody else hear an echo? Oh, my God. I'm shutting my mic off. As of today, Minnesotans will be able to regain access to vehicle services with the reopening of 16 offices. Have you guys seen the lines for these places? The lines. Oh, my word. Unbelievable. I have a question about this. Like they're waiting in line for a Who concert. My goodness. To get my new driver's license, the one that Uh you have to have, uh, my online application was accepted February 22nd, and then within a week I got to, uh, then you still have to go someplace in person. Within a week I went to the uh, driver's uh, license bureau uh, on the the side of uh, Sears down there in downtown. Uh, I still haven't gotten a license. Uh, It took me, I think, nine weeks when I went through that same exact process you did. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm way past nine weeks. All of March and all of April. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, maybe they've I, slowed down because... Have they put that on hold? I thought I heard somewhere along the line that they put that on hold. Well, I have another question. Here we go. They give you a piece of paper that serves as your temporary license. Mm-hmm. That expires in July. Mm-hmm. If I still don't have it by July, I'm not going through this BS again. So I'm just telling oh, the world yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. You'll have an announcement. So yeah, kind of like when you, uh, is it similar to when you turn 21 and you got to have your papers so that you can get into the bar or maybe buy some hooch? Is that is that the kind of deal you're worried about? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It was a pain in the butt to go through uh-huh. this and produce all these various documents. Gotcha. Whatever. But I did it online. They, I got the approval, and then it went in person, and they said, oh, about eight weeks. 
Yeah, well, we're in about 15. That, uh, that super diva thing Kenny's trying to label you with sounds yeah. pretty good now. <laughs> yeah. Did I, I think that was off the air, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the anyway. World's greatest, the world's greatest divas, Mariah Carey, <laughs> uh, Barbara Streisand. Uh, they're, they're, they're called super divas. Whose phone is ringing? <laughs> Is that you, Jen? That was that was mine. Yeah. Oh my the, God. The sound was down. I don't know why it rang. You're, oh. you're gonna make the SD, the Super Diva, angry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today through Friday, the offices will be open from eight to four thirty to conduct knowledge tests, process permit apps, and conduct motorcycle and commercial driver's license road tests. Then, starting on the twenty sixth, the offices. What, really? <laughs> Reavers, you bastard! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to turn my ringer off right now. Oh, it is off. Anyway, I'm going to skip the rest of that story because yeah, you know, uh, we're four minutes in. Why, we why bother with the rest of it? Yeah. Uh, good news if you want to visit Minnesota National Forest sites in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. Overnight camping in dispersed sites is now allowed. I had to look up what dispersed sites means. Do you guys know? Uh, they're the ones that are out there. They're out there. Yeah, they're not in normal. You can get to uh, them, but, but it's going to take you. It's going to take you areas. a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Superior National Forest officials have announced that dispersed camping was reintroduced May 18th in Superior and Chippewa National Forests. Although Forest Service campgrounds will remain closed. Meanwhile, day and overnight use is now allowed in the BWCAW. Visitors are being asked to follow social distancing guidelines. They're being allowed to have campfires, use charcoal grills, as well as wood-burning stoves on Superior and Chippewa National Forest Land. Hey, Such, uh, Memorial Day weekend, you want to go camping? No. (laughs) (laughs) President Trump says he is taking that malaria drug to protect against the coronavirus, despite warnings from his own government that it should only be administered for COVID-19 in a hospital or research setting due to potentially fatal side effects. The president told reporters Monday he has been taking the drug hydroxychloroquine and a zinc supplement, quote, for about a week and a half now. I do not believe it. But what's the up? And I don't I don't believe him either. But what's the upside for him saying that he's taking it? He's going to die if he takes that crap. I don't believe he's taking it. He's a germaphobe. He's a health freak. Well, You're saying can, this president would tell an untruth? Stop it, John. I'm but I'm, I'm asking, what, why? Yeah. then what's in it for him, Joe, to, to say that he is taking it? Maybe he invested in the company that makes it. Hmm. A health freak? Pelosi calls him morbidly obese. Well, he's I don't a mean big a, dude. I, yeah, I don't mean a health freak, but he's a germaphobe. Germaphobe, yeah. Which is why that uh, ridiculous dossier on him about the golden shower was preposterous. He would not allow that. The drug has the potential to cause significant side effects in some patients and has not been shown to combat the new coronavirus. Uh, Later, in a move that could have far-reaching medical impact during the pandemic, the president tweeted a letter he sent to the World Health Organization. He threatened to permanently now drop the U.S. funding unless who commits to substantive, uh, substantive, oh goodness, substantive improvements. Yeah. Thank you. Over the next 30 days. Much. The U.S. provides $450 million a year to the organization. Uh, did you guys see every day the Star Tribune has a little obit of somebody who's died from the COVID? Did you see mm-hmm. today's? I did not. Uh, I wish I wish Rook was here because this is his kind of story. Now, the fellow they featured today. Uh, oh, with the named, art the art thing? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw this. The guy had a, a rare painting he discovered. Yeah, and he didn't know it. Right. Uh, Donald Donald Bridell is his name. He was a collector. He was born during the Great Depression and uh, raised on a small farm south of Nevis, Minnesota. Had enough. Is it Nevis? Nevis. I think it's Nevis. Nevis, yeah. Had enough brothers and sisters to field a football team by the time World War II had come and gone, he said. He said there was 11 of them. Uh, he collected rifles, sewing machines, boats, fishing rods, lawnmowers, on and on until he had filled two garages on the family homestead and packed in still more at his home in St. Louis Park where he that's retired got, uh, after. That's got hoarding written all over it. Yeah. I didn't know people well, collected re- sewing machines. That's that's the first time I've people ever heard of People collect that. everything. There's not a thing you can think of that isn't collected. Got it. How about squeaky there, chairs? Do people collect those? Do you hear that today, by the way? <laughs> You're not hearing a squeaky chair. You got a new chair? I'm in a different chair. Got a boy. I'm in a rocking chair. Oh. (laughs) Where he retired that. A little blankie and everything. (laughs) (laughs) After a career in insurance, he died May 6th at the age of 89 in a nursing home in Minnetonka, two days after his COVID-19 had been diagnosed. Now, uh, here's uh, the uh, cool part of this story. He acquired uh, two paintings for $5 at a farm auction in 2010. Well, uh, one piece depicted a coastal landscape, the other a farm set amid the mountains of America's deserts. When Antiques Roadshow came to the Twin Cities in July of 2011, he took the paintings to the show for scrutiny. Once New York appraiser Deborah Force got an off-campus glimpse of Mesa in New Mexico by Victor Higgins, he found himself hustled into position for a television oh, spot with Higgins. a painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Force explained during ah. the segment which aired in May of 2012, (laughs) if this were for sale in an art gallery in Santa Fe, I think it would sell for the range of $75,000. Jeez. Remember, he bought two for five bucks. I apologize to the fellow's family if, in fact, he has a neat, organized collections of things, but I, I I just smell hoarding. Yeah, uh, some was, of those old singers, though those so old singer sewing machines, the foot pump kind, they are really cool and worth a ton of money. In fact, if his family wants to contact me about the boats, I'd be interested in hearing about. Them. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I, I kind of want to hear about the lawnmowers. So yeah. I have a question then, Kenny. If those singer sewing machines are in fact worth that kind of money, then and he knew that collecting them, why why wasn't he selling them then? I mean, or do you just... I don't know, Chris. I don't know the guy. People Jeez. collect Chris to collect, not to sell. <laughs> okay, sorry. Did he ever he did, sell the uh, paintings, John? He did. Thank you for asking. Uh, Force, the woman who was on uh, Antiques Roadshow, who uh, gave him the value, uh, she helped him sell the painting for ninety-five grand. Holy he mackerel. A, yeah, he received a check for 76650 bucks once commission and other costs were taken care of. So uh, two for five bucks. I've noticed from watching Antiques Roadshow, when they do those updated shows, like in 2010, this was worth 10 grand. Um, and in 2016, with paintings, they usually go up. So if you have a valuable painting and you don't need the money, it would behoove you to hold on to it for another five, 10 years. Hmm. Well, but anyway. he was, this was 2011, 2012, so he was already 82 years old. So, you know, why not? Sure. 34-year-old man shot down a drone flying over a chicken processing plant in southern Minnesota, according to felony charges. Travis Winters charged in a county district court with criminal damage to property and reckless discharge of a firearm in connection with a gunfire in Butterfield. 
The charges say the drone operator was outside Butterfield Foods and asked by Winters and another man what he was doing. The operator replied he was capturing images of chickens being slaughtered in connection with the coronavirus pandemic. Winters then fired his shotgun and downed the drone. Oh, the drone valued, All right. Valued at almost $2,000. The complaint said Winters walked into the plant with the drone and acknowledged shooting it, but the court filing did not specify his motive. Winters of Butterfield said Tuesday he disagrees with quite a bit of what the prosecution is alleging, but he declined to go into specifics. He said he's not a Butterfield employee, but he does do contract work for the company. Oh, he doesn't even work there and he's still blasted the thing? No, yeah. Butterfield (laughs) Foods is owned by Mankato-based Downs Food Group. The group's human resource director declined to comment on but case. that's a that's a felony, and it's isn't it the equivalent of shooting at an airplane? It's I, I believe it's it the same is. Thing. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah you, you don't even point your uh, firearm at one of those. Can so I shoot one over my house? Well, you, maybe you might be able to shoot your own, but I even doubt that. Well, you can't what fire when, a firearm inside the city limits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hogleg sushire with (laughs) gun news. (laughs) So if if Joe is nude sunbathing in his backyard and there's a drone there taping, he can't shoot. No, no, it's a felony. No, well, does the uh, does the I think I'd be a felony if I was sunbathing. (laughs) Yes, that's true too. Would the drone operator is that a trespass? Can he be facing facing a trespassing charge? The drone would crash on its own. Yeah. Chris, I don't think he could unless he was on the property, right? I, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think airspace. Uh, you don't own the airspace. Yeah, got it. I got a, a guy landed his model airplane on my roof years ago. Uh, he was blocks and blocks away, uh, and the plane ended up on the roof of my house. I did. I I helped get it for him. Get By it design, or was it an accident? Oh, I think it was an accident. Oh. But I don't think radio-controlled airplanes are the same as drones. No, uh, no, not at all. There's a lot of drone use, I'm sure you guys have noticed, in movies, TV shows, and commercials right now. Yeah, right. Yes, I have noticed yeah. that. Okay, yeah. well, it's, it's uh, saved movie throw makers. Throw it's, yeah, it's saving, saving movies, uh, millions and millions. Same with sporting events, you know, because they yeah. don't need helicopter shots anymore. Uh, there is a show uh, on Paramount I've grown quite accustomed to called Yellowstone. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful, wonderful shots. That's with Costner, though, right? That's with Costner, yeah. Well, maybe I haven't watched that one. Is that a a, a series? It's a series, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about a nature show. No, no, I'm sorry. It's a series about a ranch. Now, every episode, does Costner put his fists on his hips like Superman and say, I I am Costner? He he doesn't do that, Kenny, and I I like Kevin Costner. Oh, you do? Oh. Well, come on. You didn't like Field of Dreams? Uh, no. I don't like what? anything with Costner. You no. didn't like Bull Durham? I, I, what? Uh, well, Bull Durham, yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> next story. Uh, COVID concert cancellation. Green Day, Fallout Boy, and Weezer have postponed the Hella Mega Tour until 2021. Not the, the Hella su- Mega Tour! The tour was supposed to hit Target Field on August 11th. No makeup dates have been set, but they won't be until the summer of 2021. You can hang on to your ticket if you want or get a refund, whichever. Uh, There still is one big rock show on the calendar for Target Field this summer. Uh, Guns N' Roses, July. But they did just delay all their European I was just going to say, yeah, they just delayed all their other ones. There's no way they're they're going to play. Probably going to postpone U.S. shows very, very soon. And that's the original lineup, right, John? Uh, Well, I think without Izzy. Slash and Axel, right? Uh, is it the no, drummer, I, too? 
No, I think Slash and Duff were rejoining the band. Or Duff, you're right. Yeah, Duff is back. Yeah. John, I want to... I want yeah. to interrupt you uh, in the middle sure. of your newscast because you weren't here yesterday to, to help us welcome. We got guys coming on board now called Mosquito Shield. That's right. Yeah. They kill ticks. Let me tell you something. Oh, they nice. kill ticks and they kill mosquitoes. That's all they go after. I like people who get rid of ticks. Ron and Mike, they're a father-son team. They have two franchises in the Twin Cities. They've been doing this since 2014. They cover the territory uh, east of 169 all the way to the river, north to Forest Lake, and south to Lakeville, and getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise. They focus on mosquitoes and ticks only, and they use a uh, specially uh, formulated juice they got. They come out, they get the special stuff. You can't buy it at Frataloni's. No. You can't get it at Frataloni's. They Tick come out every ten, yeah, they come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do this until the fall when the ticks and uh, mosquitoes go uh, dormant. Uh, they want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. So you can sit out in your backyard and listen to the podcast, and you're not going to be swatting mosquitoes. You can find them at moshield.com. It's uh, type for me as m-oshield.com. We call that moshield.com, bro. Uh-huh. And you can just click on locations in Minnesota, and you'll find them, or give Ray and Mike a call at 612 619 one five five six Reavers. They're going to hit your yard. Yep, they're coming up this week. Yeah, they're going to hit your yard, and you're going to have a great summer of no ticks and no mosquitoes. It's Mosquito Shield. M O Shield dot com. Go ahead, Johnny. Okay. Hey, before I do any more news, uh, can I say? Uh, may I say hi to my postman because he stopped no. me yesterday to say hi and said he was. In we jail don't do or... shout outs, John. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, so I can't tell Danny Johnson thanks. No, for being sorry, well, Danny. I th- I think you should tell the story. I find it terribly disheartening. Oh, you want the whole story? Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was mowing my lawn, and Danny uh, is my uh, uh, postman. He walked up. I had a, a bunch of packages, and I just looked at him and said, "Oh, geez, sorry, I got so much." Uh, he goes, no, no, I want to come up and talk to you. He goes, what the hell's wrong with Sushere? <laughs> Where do what? I start? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, what he's mean? a diva. <laughs> he's a super diva. <laughs> he, said, he says to me, well, why, why, why isn't he on anymore? So I had oh, to explain, no. well, we're give doing me, a podcast. Give me your phone. You can listen to it every, that's exactly what I did. Did I you do it, John? Did you take pocket. his phone? I, yeah. I pulled, well, I pulled my phone out of my pocket. I went, watch this, garagelogic.com. Okay. Yep. Came up. I hit the arrow, started playing. He said, "All right, I'll start doing it." So, uh, Danny will be listening again. He was he, he knew everything about the show, so he was a listener up until obviously we left the radio waves. So, so good good for Danny joining. Well, us on the okay, it's only been about two years, Danny. Hey, you know what? Though, well, don't blame him. Yeah, it's no, I'm blaming world. him. I'm blaming What's him. What's your problem? Pal? I'm not blaming him. I'm a, no, it's not their fault. I brought, We've discussed I brought this. Daddy up. I just wanted to say thanks for being a listener, but, you know. Yeah, no, Come on, Danny. Get your act together. R- railed <laughs> against. Jeez. Uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> what a. Come on. Stop, Come on. Stop it, Joe. Get your act together, Danny. The police department in Atlanta say they arrested 44 people and impounded 29 cars during a crackdown on illegal street racing over the weekend. The operation also led to 114 citations and the seizure of four firearms, including a semi-automatic rifle. Officers taking part in the crackdown targeted several locations throughout Atlanta that have been hotspots for street racing activity. In the past, images released by police show exotic cars being loaded into tow trucks. 
Uh, earlier this year, police said incidents of street racing and stunts in the city are at an all-time high, and that has especially gotten uh, very large since the coronavirus. I was going to ask that, hit. and Kenny, I know how much you love getting traffic questions uh, on the broadcast. Have you guys <laughs> noticed a, a, an uptick in aggressive driving since most people have been staying at home? Because are you I kidding have. me? We've talked about this, me? Chris. Yeah. We had this conversation 90 days ago. Chris, uh, yeah. you need money in the scan bucket. Well, I thought Gee, I would just. I even, I even had this as a news story about a month and a Probably half. Probably just so. wanted to add to the conversation, but if you guys want to turn this into a you know, personal <laughs> attack, that's that's fine too. Well, I'm sorry, Chris, but this has been thoroughly digested. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry for bringing better it you, up, Chris. Better you than me. I'm just and we had theories it about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. theories about it, and the whole deal It was all taken care of. Okay, you know, I, I apologize because I know nothing well, you ever should. gets recycled on the yeah. show. So thanks, I, thanks for taking the heat, brother. Wow. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> okay, Ken Osmond, who on TV's Leave it to Beaver played uh, Eddie Haskell, uh, has died at the age of 76. No cause was given. Osmond was born in Glendale, California to a carpenter father and a mom who wanted him to get into acting. He got into his first role at age four, working in commercials and as a film extra. The role of Eddie Haskell in season one of Leave it to Beaver was supposed to be a one-off guest appearance, but the show's producers and the audience found him so memorable, he became a regular, appearing in over 100 of the show's 234 episodes. Uh, he did other roles in the 60s, including appearing in The Munsters and several other television shows, but he would soon give up acting, become a Los Angeles police officer for more than a decade because he said he had been typecast as Eddie Haskell and couldn't get any more parts. Huh. Plus, he probably never got a dime of residuals so off Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> Tony Dow, who played Wally on the show, said he was a terrific guy, a terrific actor, and his character is probably the, is probably the one that will last forever. Jerry Mathers, who played the Beavs, said he will greatly miss his friend of 63 years. Two young men wearing hollowed-out watermelon rinds on their heads stole alcohol. <laughs> Come on. From a, that's Come a case. On. That's wow. for the Gumption <laughs> County Institute of the uh, Criminally Incompetent. <laughs> Oh, they have the eye, eye holes they, cut out. They did. They had eye holes cut in. Oh, oh, oh. Haven't you seen the picture of these idiots? No, I did not oh, see Oh, my it. God. <laughs> no. Wonderful. A, a Virginia oh. convenience store over the weekend, the duo cops say, uh, swiped booze from a Sheets convenience store in Louisa, a town 30 miles east of Charlottesville. As recorded in surveillance footage, the melon-headed perps had cut eye holes in the watermelon rinds. <laughs> yeah. right now. And that picture, uh, incidentally, the two posed for a photograph oh. at a food line store right before they took the alcohol. Oh, police have charged police have charged 20-year-old Justin Rogers with oh. larceny, underage possession of alcohol, and wearing a mask while committing larceny. Police have asked anyone with info about the identity of Rogers' accomplice to call them, noting all you have to do when you call is reference the case as melon heads. Did yeah. you guys, that reminds me of the uh, the photo that surfaced a few weeks back of the guy, I don't know if he was at a Walmart checkout line or whatever, but requiring to wear a mask, and he cut out a hole in the bottom of what looked like a Culligan jug and oh, yeah. put it over the top of his head. Like, Ain't no germs getting in here. <laughs> Never use a fruit or a gourd as a uh, as a disguise for your thievery. You think so? Yeah. Okay. 
Please tell me, you... though, these two these two were already lit up when oh, they yeah. had the bright idea to go rob. I, I mean, because this couldn't have been part of the plan. First, we're going to get some melons, then we're going to eat them, and then eye holes, and then... <laughs> and why waste a perfectly good watermelon? Come on. Well, they ate it first. Well, it was all true. hollowed out. Yeah, yeah they probably ate the inside. And then, yeah. Oh, God, that's uh, good. Have you guys seen the mask? Uh, and I don't know if this guy was trying to be funny or he's making a political statement, but it was a, a mesh thing which obviously would stop nothing and it had a band across the top of the mask and on the top it said and he took his store his picture in a store on the top of the mask it said placebo so i don't know if he was trying to be funny or i think he was just make a make a statement yeah you sure i think okay one of south korea's top uh soccer clubs apologized for causing deep concern monday after funny after being accused of using sex dolls to fill empty seats at a weekend game FC Seoul. These aren't the uh, $49 kind. These are the expensive five grand a piece kind, like the kind you have. I mean, they're really I don't have one, Kenny. That's, <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to get one. Rookie FC here Seoul. For... <laughs> <laughs> the Suchi Boy Sex Doll. Oh, yeah. FC Soul insisted the mannequins used in the absence of fans who are banned because of the coronavirus had. No connection to sex toys. However, meet my new some friend. The, right. <laughs> some of the artificial spectators wore T-shirts with the logo of Solo S, with his, which is a sex toy seller. Hmm. Other mannequins, which wore face masks and were separated according to social distancing guidelines, held placards advertising the company and some of its models. Most of them female, but some were male. FC Soul said the company which provided the mannequins had previously provided them to Solo S, hence the advertising in which they were clad. In a statement, the team said, We are sincerely sorry for causing deep concern to our fans. We have confirmed from the very beginning that they had no connection to sex toys. John, thank you. You bet. When we come back, uh, I have some proof that the end is near for the COVID uh, virus. I have some proof. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Cicero. Is that Dylan Height? It sure is. Oh, this is awesome. It is really great. So I want to tell you guys about 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Our buddies Todd and Tom are the longtime owners of that establishment, and they are very thankful for each and every single one of you GLers that's made a stop there for takeout. And uh, Tuesday through Thursday, they are open for takeout from 3 to 7.30 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Sunday from 12 until 7. You can do uh, order online, 30bales.com, or call ahead, or have it delivered via Grubhub. It's just that easy. They are a scratch Midwest kitchen, and they have a lot of those menu items when they were open available online right now. Just go online. The menu changes kind of throughout the week. I'm actually due for takeout here in a couple of days. I might have to do that this week. Yeah, same but here. Yeah. Check them out online. Their burgers are outstanding. I personally love the tachos with the seasoned pulled pork. If you want to get the individual, you can, but I like to order the family size for myself because I'm a growing boy. Because you're a pig. Either way, you can get it all done <laughs> online at 30bales.com. And please, when you do that, let Todd and Tom know that you heard about it on the GL Podcast.
I told you that I was going to offer some proof that possibly the end is near for the COVID virus. You did. Yeah. And uh, when Mysterians find themselves getting back to this nonsense I'm going to tell you about, uh, it can only tell me that they've, they've somehow managed to put the pandemic on the back burner. The United Nations has issued guidance on making speech more inclusive uh, and the terms husband and wife, for example, are, are found to be offensive. They want to create a more equal world by using gender-neutral language, and they've issued guidelines. It brings us closer to the day when we cannot talk to each other. Supposed to use spouse instead of husband or wife, owner instead of landlord, family name instead of maiden name. If you uh, uh, help create a more equal world by using gender-neutral language, if you're unsure about someone's gender or, or are referring to a group, if you don't know someone's gender or when talking about a group, use gender-neutral language. You can't say mankind. You have to say humankind. You can't say chairman. You have to say chair. can't say congressman. That becomes legislator. Businessman becomes representative. Policeman becomes police officer. Landlord becomes owner. Boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. Salesman is a salesperson. Manpower is the workforce. Maiden name is family name. Fireman is firefighter. Husband and wife are spouse. Well, clearly what's under attack here is the male, is the male uh, pronoun. Of course. The tweet received a lot of attention and at the time uh, has received 14,000 comments, many of them critical. Thankfully, people are, people are pushing back. Uh, the UN was not created to save humanity. Uh, I, I find this such a disagreeable outfit. Uh, I, I wish they weren't in our country. What? what? What, what about what about the gay couples, the guys who ha- are husband and husband? Are, so they have to change? They or go the spouse. gals, the, the lesbians can't be wife, uh, a wife married to a wife? We, they can't do it either? I, I mean, guess they got to go is, spouse. And the thing, the thing, for some reason, partner was the one that they put on us a long time ago. And for some reason, that one has always, uh, it, it just sets me off the wrong way because a partner is something a marriage turns into 80 years down the road. You know, your husband yeah. and wife, and then after about 20, 30 years, you know, she's she's the partner. She she takes care of <laughs> acquiring groceries and paying the bills, and <laughs> I do the, I mow the lawn and split the wood. You yeah. know, a partner. It's yeah. a partnership. Well, it's just a shame. Uh, it's, but really, when you have time to return to this, Utter nonsense. Uh, it, it we're tells in the me clear. That, well, we're not we're not in the clear, but it tells me that uh, slowly but surely the Mysterians and their ridiculous causes will come back into play. But uh, it's it's clearly the word. It's males who are under attack here. It has nothing right. to do with uh, uh, anything. It's offensive. It's it's the male uh, of the race that uh, is under attack by these precious fools. Uh, just think, someone's getting paid to to dream that up. Someone's getting paid to to wake up and, and 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 be offended by this, and then wish to issue new language guidelines for a more equitable world. Hey, hey go bleep yeah. yourself! <laughs> you know my my buddies Shar and Maddie. Yeah, yeah. I I always call them, and I don't even think about it, and I don't think they're PO'd about it. I'm always. Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, but and, we've and, always and established, the, we've the long thought, established that women can be guys. Yeah, the thought of gender entering in there it doesn't doesn't even figure in my brain. I know gals that call each other dude. 
And yeah. again, gender, it, it's not a gender thing. They're way overthinking this. Of course they are. It's just, uh, it's just another reason to imagine that you're upset about something, and it drives me crazy. It kind of reminds me of the story you had a couple of weeks ago about the MnDOT thing and all the things uh, that they're saying we can't say. Oh, my Remember God. Remember that? Two yeah. weeks ago or whenever it was? We can't well, bring even that up. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> You're still hurting. Actually, you know what? To be honest, Joe, somebody had asked for that, and I forgot to ask you where, where that was posted, or was that a press release that was handed to you? The MnDOT newsletter. But is that available online? Because somebody uh, wanted to send it to them, and I didn't know where yeah. to find it. I went you, online, you can... and I found it. I okay. found all that. That's when I made the astonishing discovery that... They got a 13-person equity and diversity oh, that, department just in right. MnDOT. That's right. 13 people. Yeah, got to get more. While we are breaking our axles, well, not MnDOT so much. They do a pretty good ro- uh, job on the highways. But uh, we're breaking our axles on most of these city streets. They're just they're just terrible. Uh the dictionary uh, actually what the what the UN did is it issued a, a dictionary uh and they want you to use family name instead of maiden name mm. uh they uh former british member of the european parliament lucy harris responded by saying stop trying to control people's language it's creepy and unnecessary it certainly is it certainly is others expressed their opposition in memes while some noted that the UN women was itself not a particularly gender-neutral term. UN women has been a source of controversy before. Uh, Countries with poor records on women's rights, including the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Lebanon, and Nigeria, were among those elected to UN Women's Executive Board. Countries where they have no women's rights, so they put these women on the executive board of UN women. UN women. Are, are they're they're barely able to disguise their distaste for the males among us, and so they've issued these uh, language guidelines will will only be used. What do they do about landlord and owner? Uh, what do you mean? In what well, uh, see, the, the Mysterians would say you should never use the term owner because that would be uh, that would be evocative of slaveholding. Oh. So they go, uh, really? yeah, so they say, let's replace landlord with owner, but that's a term that has its own problematic connotations related to slavery. It cannot typically be swapped for the former term without dramatically changing the meaning. This is Bob. Bob is my owner. Are you the landlord right. up at your farm or are you the owner? Uh, I, I don't know which is, which is better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my name's on the deed. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just... They end up windmilling themselves invariably. Uh, if I rent an apartment, I don't care what the guy calls himself, owner or landlord. What? Well, whatever. Uh, as I say, if the Mysterians have time to get back to this B as in B, S as in S, things can't be all that bad, right? Yes, huh? isn't that huh? the truth? Huh? You're, you're right. When you're right, uh, you're right. And you, you're always right. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you also I'm right about I got to get to country. I'm very serious about this countryside offer is incredible. 0% for 72 months. Here comes on all new on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs including the Atlas uh the uh, Atlas Crossboard and no payment 
for 120 days. That's like fall, bruh. And I said, I got to have something by fall. Yep. The stuff I'm driving now in the summer wouldn't get through a half-inch snowfall. I got to get something for fall. I'm talking about Schmelz countryside of Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. I'm sure they're going to be opening up just like Tim has done up at EcoFund. But in the meantime, you can call and get your own personal appointment. So you go to one of the three great websites, check out the inventories, check out all the stats, do your numbers on that 0% for 72 months, go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you're most interested in. These are three great marks, as we say, the mark. And then uh, call and make your appointment. Call 651-243-4316. This way there's ultimately no browsing, no no, uh, no dead time on the show floor uh, because you're going to go right to business. Your car that you want to see and test drive will be waiting for you. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and and 2019 and 2020 VWs, wow, 0% for 72 months. That's a heck of a deal. And deferred payment of 120 days. That gets me into September damn near. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood. Uh, multi-generational family, you can't beat it. I, I love working with those guys. That's where I buy my cars, and I've bought quite a few from uh, from the Schmelzers out there. Uh, Jordy uh, wants to know, uh, California is offering $500 each to illegal aliens as part of a $75 million coronavirus relief program as it asks federal taxpayers for help. And Jordy wants to know, would it be legal if I called illegally from out of state and pretended to be an illegal? And if it is illegal, does it matter to anyone? That's Isn't a that good something? point. Isn't that something? Right. Isn't yeah. that something? So I was going to ask you guys at some point today, because uh, there was a big hubbub on the local news this morning about the stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. Because you got, have you guys got yours yet? My son received his last Friday and uh, remains unopened on the counter. That's how much he needs the money. <laughs> My wife and I eagerly run to the mailbox every day only to... Knock over the mail truck. <laughs> there, yeah. I, we see him coming and it's like the ice cream man. We're running after him. There I'll, the, be glad no. just to get, I'll be glad just to get my new driver's license right well can the, we get that the, the 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 bit was anyway that there's been a hold up now with some of those stimulus payments and the fact that they might not even be dishing them out now to the rest of the people that haven't received their check and they'll just be taking it off what they're going to owe for taxes for 2020 wow hmm. yeah hmm. wow do you have to what pay taxes notion? do you have Go to ahead. pay taxes on a stimulus check i you know what that's a great question I think you do. What about, hasn't Pelosi or somebody been talking that we need another round of checks to be sent out? Yes. Yeah, $3 trillion worth. She's wrong. Be much cheaper to open the country. Uh, One of my renters, this COVID thing is hitting him pretty hard and he can't pay. So uh, that stimulus check would help out. Is it hitting him hard physically or with his work? Yeah, work, work. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Plus, he's a farmer, and you know how it's going for farmers right now. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Listening to the May 18th podcast, that would be yesterday, had me screaming at the top of my lungs. Good thing I live far from the tallest buildings, and the nearest one is, and the nearest is just one. 
Good thing I live far from the tallest buildings, and the nearest is just one. I don't know what that means. Your description and justification of Keith Ellingson's duties within the laws of the governor's direction is appropriate. Please foghorn that with the double Duluth. That, that I said it was appropriate. I didn't use the word appropriate. Made me scream at the top of my lungs. I am extremely conflicted where our freedom lies and hold back my personal interpretation. Just in case you were waiting for someone else to say it, here it is. I was raised Catholic. I am not Jewish, but one should ponder on the service road of life. Wasn't the commandant of Auschwitz only abiding by the current laws of Germany? Does his actions become absolved by only following seemingly lawful orders? Should discretion be applied at all levels and authority be questioned? I hope for everyone to be well, not safe. I find it interesting that Americans now will fight to do what it takes for safety and let their freedoms go without thought. And this is from... uh, I can't, I don't know who wrote it, but he said, I better read this because he was very mad at me. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going, uh, I'm not drawing uh, Germany uh, analogies. I, I don't think they're, they're uh, I don't think they belong. I, I just don't think we're in a situation where we got to go with the German analogies. I have your answer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to marketwatch.com, the question posed, is my stimulus check taxable income? The answer is <gasps> No. When you win the lottery or collect certain legal settlements, for example, the IRS will factor those income sources into what you've made during the year, and that can bump you to a higher tax bracket with a higher tax rate, but that won't happen here. The payment is not income, and you will not owe tax on your payment, the IRS said, adding that the money also will not affect your income for purposes of determining eligibility for federal government assistance or benefit programs. There are also rules on the stimulus money when it comes to bankruptcy. A legal process- Okay, that's that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Wanted to be thorough. Can we? Well, can we but I'm not up? done. I'm not done, Kenny. So on a stimulus check. That is not considered income, so you're off the hook on taxes. Yes, it's not considered taxable income, no. What about the people receiving, is it weekly, unemployment benefits? That is taxable income. I I would think so. I do know that. Anybody that's receiving uh, government assistance in that regard, yes, that is taxable income. I had to break that news to a kid I used to have. Oh. She found that terribly disappointing because she was going to go on a spending spree, and I said, well... You better save exactly half of each unemployment check because you're going to have to write it back at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, you can have that taken right out. She could. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, I don't think she'd mind me uh, telling this. She's one of the nurses who got laid off. Oh, wow. (laughs) How do you lay off a nurse? In the middle of a pandemic. And I know I've shared this, but that's that's when my well, turning point was. When the bride yeah. came home and told me that that was going on, I thought, wait a minute. That was the whole backfired. point of doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It backfired. How in the hell do you lay off a nurse? I thought we were desperate for nurses. Okay, back to the Germany thing. De Blasio. Are you telling me that doesn't remind you of 30s Germany? Turn in your neighbor? Take pictures. Let's go. You know, that that reeks of Germany, Such. Well, plus you're the latest. If you're swimming, we're taking you out of the water. What? Mm-hmm. Even if I'm social distancing when mm-hmm. I swim? Mm-hmm. Wow. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. I wanted to speak to the issues of being forced to wear protective masks. Some stores allowed to be opened, others not, and now store owners being sued by the attorney general for wanting to open their business. 
I totally agree with you that everybody must demonstrate a certain level of responsibility in society. To that, I am not adverse to your wanting to wear a mask if you believe it will protect other people. Personally, I do not believe the science backs up that claim, but we live in a free country that allows us to disagree. Shouldn't we all want to live in a country where we have the right to agree to disagree? The COVID-19 pandemic, however, has allowed a leftist agenda of power and control to flourish. Now everyone must better fall in line with what the government tells you or you're going to be shamed, shunned, or even arrested. Clearly, this pandemic has allowed the government unchecked power, all in the name of keeping us safe. Joe, we are being told when we can go out, where we can go out, and how many people we can associate with. Additionally, the stay-at-home orders have deprived a great number of citizens of their right to earn a living with the threat of being fined or arrested should they go against the executive orders. We need to remember the Founding Fathers were intimately familiar with pandemics, viruses, and plagues, yet they did not allow such events to suspend our constitutional liberties. In fact, I don't believe there is a single word in the Constitution about suspending our constitutional rights for communicable disease. Well, he's right. There isn't a word about it. Yet the current legal system is allowing state and local governments to restrict and hinder our rights. Why, one might ask. Is it because we, the people, have fallen asleep at the wheel, and if we don't start pushing back harder, this country founded on freedom and liberty will be a distant memory? Always pushing back and never afraid, Scott from Invergrove. Well, I, I can't take a lot of umbrage with what he's saying there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'll keep repeating it. Uh, what we're witnessing, maybe each time I repeat it, I can add a new sentence so it doesn't become redundant. What we're witnitessing <laughs> in, in the 50 years, I just left that time frame, the 50 years of the Hong Kong flu until now, what we've witnessed is a dramatic, dramatic sea change in the role of the political class. One in which, by the way, uh, helped them earn their distinction of living on a, a rail separate from the rest of us. Once they've elevated themselves to the, uh, the virtuous protectors of our safety, they, uh, they began to think of themselves as uh, not really relatable to the rest of us. Right. They, 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 they have the answers and we don't, and therefore they live in a parallel universe. They don't experience what we experience. They, don't, they, they haven't lost a dime during this. Not a nickel. Not a nickel, even if they're at home. The larger issue being this political class has evolved now uh, to one uh, in which the protection of public health is is almost preeminent in their duties. And many of us don't think it should be. We think there should be, you know, research-based scientific work done, and we believe that there should be hospitals. And we believe in, in uh, that the people who work in the hospital should be protected. But again, if you go back to 1968, there wasn't a word about that virus. Not a word. It struggled to even ever make an appearance in a newspaper, much less shut the country down. So what I think is important is, what the hell are the next 50 years going to be like? That's the fear. That is really the fear. Well, I, th- I think we know. I mean, we know the direction they're headed. And we know that even they're, even though they are so wrong-headed about, I, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but the 2040 plan and how this virus has proven that the 2040 plan is wrong for us, they're pushing it even harder, saying it's right for us. We know yeah. which way they're headed, Such. You know what's going to happen? 
if we come out of this and money somehow survives and people still have money and people can still make money, the salon is going to be overwhelmed with people who don't make enough to leave the city. And so what they'll oh, be overwhelmed oh, with... It, that's already in place, Jim. Yeah. But go what ahead. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be overwhelmed with a population of, of socioeconomically deprived people who will need to live in the city because they can't afford to leave it. They can't afford to leave those risks. They can't afford to go out in the country and buy the house with a picket fence. They're the ones who are going to fill up these Soviet-style concrete apartment buildings they keep building. Now, God knows where the salon's going to get the money to keep that functioning. But if money survives this pandemic, I, I think uh, all these fast-talking uh, liberal mysterians who have tremendous incomes, they're going to be gone in a New York minute if they aren't already. They're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. I do know a young man who, uh, who put his condo up for sale downtown just because of this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he could he can't get out fast enough. And I said, "Well, best of luck to you." But I, I just have a hard time believing that that there's going to be a market for that style of living. I I really don't. I know empty nesters who have moved uh, to some of those. Uh, I would imagine they're gorgeous those loft uh, condominiums and uh, you know all the reworked old warehouses mm-hmm. that have become really fashionable places to live. I know some uh, empty nesters who've done that, and the next time I see one who I, who I occasionally see, I'm going to ask him if he's had regrets. I want to ask him if he's worried about living downtown from now on out. I don't know what his answer is, but we'll see. Well, you you said 50 years from now what it's, what it's going to look like. I don't even think we need to look that far in advance no, because when this no, thing swings back in the fall here. and early winter – I have a I have a dark feeling it's going to happen all over again. I really do. Well, we alluded to that a little earlier in the show with the observation that we might very well become a mask wearing culture. <laughs> no, I'm saying shut down completely oh, yeah. again. Yeah, I think yeah. that's going to happen again. Oh, unless it can be demonstrated that shutting down other than preparing hospitals it, it, it could be demonstrated that shutting things down we don't know if it accomplished anything. Places that shut down had no lesser or greater uh, incidence of the disease in places that didn't shut down, statistically. We've been through that on the show. Right. South Dakota didn't shut down, and when you factor in the statistical proportions of the population, there was no difference between South Dakota and New York. None. Mm-hmm. Did you see that but, graph that was sent to all of us, by the way, about the differences between the fourth, the four largest states in the union. You know, it had uh, California, Florida, Texas, and New York. I didn't see it. Oh, the, I... the stats were were eye opening because basically they all had somewhat of the same death rate, but it was it was comparing and contrasting the styles of how they're governed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, California's got six trillion dollars in debt or million, whatever it is, the number, and both Texas and Florida have zero debt, and they also have zero income tax. Which just tells you so, everything you need to know. This this reminds me, uh, Such, are you still on Twitter and are you still following Corolla? Because yeah, uh, yeah, according yeah. to Corolla on Twitter, it is off the rails out there, and mm-hmm. we should probably be making an effort to get him on right now. Out oh, where? It'd be fun, California. Uh, California, yeah. yeah it, it'd be fun to talk to him about what's what's happening out there because you think we've got it bad here it's way worse than kelly chris get him on all right hey adam can you do today <laughs> i know on. he's got i know he's got views about 
whether the country should be open or not. He's he's an opener. He's an open guy. Yeah, and, it's and he, just a matter of him finding fifteen free minutes because he is really busy. Mm-hmm. He he's uh, he's on with Dennis Prager occasionally. Yeah, and my brother says Corolla has a way of breaking things down even more simply than we do in GL. Yeah, and they got into a discussion. Apparently, they got into a discussion. Uh, a Corolla broke it down this way. He said, "Well, there are people who factor danger into their thinking on a daily basis, and there are people who don't factor." danger into their thinking he said for example let's say a guy's in the construction business he uses saws and air guns and tools and hammers and he has to climb up ladders danger is factored into his thinking about life so he's he's likely to not be worried about a virus about which he really can't do anything whereas the whereas the uh, you know the office bound uh accommodation uh, who all he or she has to do every day is prepare a, a class, for example, on literature, they probably don't factor a lot of danger into their daily thinking. And they would be ones that would be clamoring to be kept safe. Whereas the construction guy said, where's my next building project? Right. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. It, can we blame the Ackerman for feeling that way though joe we can't can we i mean it's just not part of their makeup for instance um, matthew i think he told the story on the air about over the weekend he's on a on a roof with a chainsaw and it's nothing but drama and this that and the other and i was sitting there thinking huh Last weekend, uh, Ben and I cut down five trees, then we cut up four cords of firewood, then we split it all up, then we were using tractors and doing that, and it was just part of our routine. You know, we're dealing with dangerous activities, but we did it without fear, you know? Because all your life... We can't blame... Yeah, we can't blame the office... Yeah, we can't blame the office jockeys for feeling scared can we well i just but we can that. blame we can blame them for making rules for all of us yeah i just picked Edition uh, out of the blue it could there are uh, i don't even know if that if corolla was on that track of comparing occupations i think what he was uh, i didn't hear the episode but i think what he was uh, indicating is that some people are accepting of danger they, they figured that's right. been part of their part of their life yeah. since they were born, yeah. and right. other people are not accepting of danger. They they don't right. w- want to take any risks. And uh, uh, the twain shall never meet. Apparently, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the 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 people who are good with danger or the that know how to deal with it or it's been a part of their life, they're not in the ruling parties. They're not in the capital making decisions, right? But absolutely accommodation it's not a hard word it's not a hard word it's even a accommodation accommodation i don't think that's a real word uh, okay <laughs> you go ahead and think that billy that's that's what you're good at <laughs> i'll be over here with my chainsaw <laughs> yeah yeah there's nothing dangerous about weeds in your lake where the kids swim. That's right. But why not treat yourself to uh, the convenience and luxury of not having them? Then the kids will be a lot happier. They'll be out of your hair because they'll spend more time in the water and you don't have to worry about them. 
There's going to be no algae, no uh, unusual vegetation, or no weeds when you call Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain Great Lakes Shore since 1956. They've got products that are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. They're safe. You don't need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800. Local company, by the way, White Bear Lake. Call them at uh, 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Their pellets are their top seller, the Aquaside pellets. They're as classic as an old Chris Craft motorboat. Man, they work fast. And then you'll see that beautiful rippled sand under that gin-colored water because mm-hmm. all those weeds and unusual vegetation and uh, algae will be gone. The kids will love it. You'll love it. Aquaside.com. GL will return. And now a man who's on more than he's off, Joe Zuzurek. This Dylan Another again? new one? Yes, it Another is. new one. It's fantastic. Coffee drinkers, as you know, I'm permanently caffeinated. I'm Number one, I'm always happy. Number two, I'm ah. always cheerful. <laughs> uh, number three, I'm always super-duper positive. You're so, nuts. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about the coffeegrounds.com over in Eau Claire. And I, I know I brought this up before, but I see it every time I drive down Cedar down by Minnehaha Parkway. There's a, a there's a new uh, joint down there, coffee joint down there, and the line to get in. And I this is not hyperbole. Twenty cars long. It goes around the block. Please, GLers, I'm begging you. Tell me you're not sitting in that 20-car queue for that highfalutin, cruddy coffee joint. Stop it. Log on to thecoffeegrounds.com. You know they've made the adjustments to their operation. You also know they have everything at the coffee grounds. Hell, Such ordered cigars and got them right in the mail. Uh, But they have a restaurant, liquor, beer, cigars, the best caramel corn you'll ever taste. And it's all at thecoffeegrounds.com. Keep it simple. Dumb it down. Do the simple, easy thing. Head to thecoffeegrounds.com. Click on coffee. Check out the wide variety of blends, including all the GL blends. We got a half a dozen of them. And uh, Eric and Julie, the owners, they've spent 23 years sourcing this stuff, meaning they only roast the best beans available on the globe. The best part, ordering from the privacy of your own home. You don't have to wear pants or take a shower or do any of that nonsense you have to do to go out in public. Uh, And, oh, by the way, if you find yourself on 94 heading down the old freeway through Wisconsin, you're in the Eau Claire area, Swing in the coffee grounds located just a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Say hi to Eric and Julie. Tell them that GL sent you. And they're open because Wisconsin's open. They the governor, are the open. governor's given up trying to enforce anything because he's so opposed by the GOP. So he's yep. washed his hands of it. He's Pontius yep. Pilate. Okay, you're open. You're open. Thecoffeegrounds.com. Hail you. Hail a flashlight king. <laughs> I beat you to it. I beat you to it. <laughs> That's a first. I have enjoyed hearing about the cardinal and blue jay that visit outside your office window. I have feeders in my backyard and have spent lots of time watching these magnificent creatures. No cardinal today, by the way. No cardinal today. No, really? This morning, he wrote this Saturday, a male yellow finch crashed into the window and unfortunately did not survive. See, I probably could have brought that bird back. I'm a bird whisperer. 
I probably could have brought that bird back. <laughs> I would estimate that this is the case with about one of every ten window encounters. The other nine eventually fly away to live another day. I took the dead finch and placed him on the retaining wall close to where I would be able to observe what would happen to him. Within about a half hour, a crow perched on a branch, carefully examined the dead carcass from a safe distance. When the crow finally decided it was worth a more careful examination, it flew down next to the finch and began pecking at it and tearing feathers from it. This is a little macabre, isn't it? Soon it picked it up and flew away, I assume to a nest with a young that enjoyed a nice meal of fresh yellow finch. Very little goes to waste in nature. A few years back, my parents had a pair of house finches uh, build a nest in a hanging flower basket by their front bay window. After the young had hatched and left the nest, I helped my dad take the basket down and remove the nest. I was surprised to find the soft, cottony material they made the nest with. It was cigarette filters. Even found the remains of a Winston paper that wrapped the filters. Mom and Dad lived across the street from a nursing home, and I'm sure there were lots of heaters discarded before people walked into the home. Indigenous flinches figured out how to tear apart these filters and make a very nice, comfortable material to raise their young. Not sure if the young them first. Right. Not sure if the young contracted lung disease or addiction to nicotine, but I suppose the parents thought, "What the hell? It's worth the risk." Right. Enjoying the podcast and be sure to pushing back Doug the barber in St. Cloud. Isn't that something? Can you imagine the hue and cry and the outrage if one of these do-gooders saw a finch carrying a marble around its mouth? Oh, Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. We'd we'd outlaw smoking. And the Blue Jay won. The Blue Jay has successfully removed the string that a kid had tied to a tree out here. Yep. And that uh, I can't. I've used my binoculars. I can't find where the nest is. But I'll, that's where the uh, string ended up in that nest. You know, well, when you're I'll a bird. You where, go ahead, Kenny. I'll tell you where it's not, Such. It's not in your neighbor's window, so you can stop looking over there. I don't. I've never looked over there. <laughs> uh-huh. And boy, I have nothing to report on my lilacs. They're, uh, they'll, they'll be on time, which is usually about May May 25th to 27th to 31st. Well, this right is a big weekend for you then. It could be. If we get a little heat, my lilacs need some heat. Well, it's supposed to warm up, That's isn't tomorrow. it? Tomorrow, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, boys, I got to tell you something. We learned something yesterday. We learned from uh, Kevin McDonald that if we haven't purchased any 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 yet, we've all been missing the treat. They sell at Grunhoffers prime cut seasoning. <gasps> Dang it! I forgot to make a note. Okay, yep. I'm doing that well, right do now. it. Write it right down. All right, right now. I got to do it right now. So if you're going to Grunhofer's to pick up brats and burgers and steaks and ham and bacon and salmon and jerky and whatever else, meatloaf, Reaver's meatloaf, they got rookie burgers. It might as well be called Reaver's meatloaf. Get the Grunhofer's prime cut seasoning. Kevin told us that uh, uh, we won't regret it. Uh, He and his CP now put it on everything, uh, including vegetables. I love that idea. That's what I'm going to do. Prime cut seasoning. Oh, I can just smell it. I bet it's fantastic. Like everything I'll, else. I'll it, put it on uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Right. <laughs> I don't care. It'll be fantastic like everything else at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's at the North End. What a weekend they got coming up. I'll the say. Memorial Day grilling weekend with warm temperatures. Better get out there, lay in your supplies, and get the seasoning. Prime cut seasoning. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. Prime cut seasoning. It's uh, right on Highway 61 at the North End of Hugo. You can't miss it. There's a GL sign out front. And uh, it's where GLs, GLers have uh, learned to uh, uh, worship at the uh, at the Palace of Meat. It's 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 the Vatican well, of Meat. Reavers, it's you the shouldn't Sistine be allowed Chapel in of that. Meat. 
From now on, Reavers, you need to call Grundhoffers and warn them that you're on the way so they can pull some stuff off the shelf sure. for the rest of the customers. That's not a yeah. bad idea. Because yeah. you, you, uh, you're you a hoarder. Uh, you really you, are. Yeah, they, they need to put a limit on well, what you in particular And you don't eat them can... like popsicles on the way home. You don't gnaw on a frozen meatloaf but if the I, way I've seen you doing. If I give them a 24-hour notice, I think that's enough of a head start, isn't it? Hey, I'm going to be stopping no. by tomorrow. You know, I might be purchasing a meatloaf for seven. Yeah, no, you should give them your full order, and then you're not allowed to vary from that. But this, okay, this pertains to you and you only. That's true. Yeah, and 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 be respectful of of the rest of us who go out there and then become brokenhearted. Respect the meatloaf. Is that what you're Res- saying? Respect your meatloaf. Respect <laughs> the meatloaf. Yeah, Such. Are you done? Because you yeah. brought something up that just threw yeah. me into a dark, dark spot. Uh-oh. I should be making plans to drive out to Indianapolis on Saturday Yep. and watch the 500 on Sunday and yep. then rock it home on Monday. Yep. And I'm not going to. Okay. That's a bummer, man. Well, are August they home? 23rd. August 23rd is when they're doing it. Did you do that oh, last wait, year? Wait, 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 wait. Everybody wait, wait. Okay. Wait Memorial a minute. Day. The Indy yeah. 500 has been postponed till August? Yeah. I did not know that. I, didn't I did either. not know that. Oh yeah, they announced that right away. So yeah. they're hoping to uh, delay it long enough to have fans. Yeah, that must yeah. be what their gambit is. Yeah. All right. Can you imagine yeah. how hot it's going to be in oh, Indianapolis? Wow. In August. My wow. Goodness. Can you remind yeah. me? Was it last year that you went out there? Yeah. Or was it the year before? And I, okay. No, it was last year, and I did the quick trip. I went down there on a Saturday, stayed an hour away Saturday night, went to the race on. Sunday, stayed in Indianapolis on Sunday night, and was home by 5 p.m. on Monday, Memorial Day. It was so perfect. I love those was, kind of trips. Oh, it was, and it was inspired by yep, you, actually, yep. Reavers, because you're the one that just says, you know what, bleep it, I'm going. I'm in. And that's exactly what I did, out. and it was yep. it was so fun. You know what's very doable? Uh, Kansas City for a ball game. Easily. Yeah, I've done Easy. that. Yep. Easy. Although I turned that into, I think I turned that into a whole weekend. But you could easily do that in two, in two days. That's you nothing. Could stay overnight, have a great meal, go to a ball game. You're home by 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Well, I've done that to St. Louis at least yeah. a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, just going to opposite ends of the state. Yeah, it's a fun so trip. Opposite now sides. I'm thinking, you guys don't follow the Cowboy Museum on Twitter, do you? <laughs> no, is, no, I do not. Do you? I oh, it's the f- it's the funnest Twitter site ever. Um, what is it called? The and, Cowboy Museum? Yeah, just look up Cowboy Museum, oh. Oklahoma City. All right. So now I'm going to do a one-day trip down to Oklahoma City so I can go to the Cowboy Museum. All right. What? But Oklahoma City in one day? Yeah, that's not that bad. Oh. You're a driver. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed, though. That National Cowboy Museum? Is that what I'm looking yep. at? I'm All right, GLers. I'm going to follow uh, I got to go. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to go check out my birds. I got to do something. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, GarageLogic.com. That's your home for all of your past episodes of the Garage Logic Podcast. Also, please download the PodMN app and give us a listen through there. And please rate and view the show on iTunes. It helps others, like John's mail carrier, discover the Garage Logic Podcast. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.